0: Would you believe that banks are talking about life without credit cards and the fact that they have less branches? These are some of the remarkable things that have happened in the banking world in the last few years. And this year, like last year, is probably going to be as exciting with as many changes. To discuss this, I'm joined by Ned Bank's Group Chief Technology Officer, Fred Swanepoel. Hello, Fred. Thanks for joining
1: Hello, Toby, and thank you for
0: inviting me. I wanted to talk to you about this rather remarkable place we find ourselves in that banks are going further away from the things I remember them as a kid, you know, having a, an account that you had to go into a branch to open and interact with. Now, everything is, is digital. Everything is based somewhere in the cloud, including your own servers. Banks are becoming non-digital physical places
1: and that's a good thing it absolutely is we don't have to remind ourselves not a long time ago that cheques saw their demise in south africa soon i think the same will happen with uh, credit cards or you can look at credit card as just a a form factor definitely you don't have to go into a branch to access any of our services and uh, you know i'm quite fortunate in that my my chief executive shares the view that a modern bank is actually a technology company that sells banking services.
0: That's such an interesting way of putting it, because it mirrors something that was was said by the, the, the CTO of Debswana, the Botswana Mining Company, National Mining Company. And he said, we're a technology company that does mining. And that's I mean, it is a fascinating thing because the key differentiator in so many industries in the world is how good are you at, at implementing technology? Because that technology is available to just about anyone. But it, it's more than just that. It's how good are you at doing it in a way that people will trust you, give you their salaries, their houses, their bonds. You know, it's, it's more than just being a technology company, isn't it?
1: Definitely, that is the case. You know, it it still come da- comes down to who has the best client value propositions, who is doing things that that excite uh, clients and and actually resonates with them, um, to as you say, trust you with uh, their savings and uh, and and so on. Absolutely critical that your your value propositions, what you offer, etc. Um, ring true with with what they have in mind for themselves. Very
0: much so. I mean, I I was just thinking, you know, I I went to draw money today from an ATM, which I do very seldomly. Uh, And that's probably the only time I use my credit card. My credit card is now digitally included in Apple Pay on my phone. I, I, I just kind of, it just, every now and again, I look at, how little I carry in my pockets and see how much the world has changed. I carry my watch on my wrist, but I could just use my phone. And in fact, I don't even have
1: a wallet anymore. I just have a phone. That's remarkable. It is remarkable. And, and in truth, I'm surprised that you're still using cash because the, the need for us for it is, is diminishing by the day. Um, in fact, just yesterday, a team of mine presented to uh, our Exco on PayShop, which yes. is the new rapid payment um, payment rails that we've just implemented as as an industry, and I'm a big fan.
0: I love the idea of this. Yeah, you know, we live in we live in an age of your unique identifier in the world is not your email address; it's your phone number. You know, you and I are old enough to remember. You know the the starters start of the. Information superhighway, where your email was your was your identifier. Now it's your phone number, and that's what a brilliant way to send money.
1: No, absolutely, and I mean it is also significant that that was chosen as the as the default proxy to use in in our country. Later, you know, people will be able to choose any kind of identifier. But I'm with you. I do think that if you look at the modern age. Your your cell phone number will stay with you for life and it kind of is the identifier. It makes natural sense for people to use it also as the proxy or, or their identity, you know, for, for sending money. Oh, totally. I mean, if you think about
0: the, the two of the biggest digital ecosystems in the world, Microsoft and Google, to access their services, you can use an email address or a phone number. It's a brilliant way for people to store their data in the cloud and not use email as their primary. I mean, uh, when we are able to send a calendar invite to a phone number, (laughs) that old digital dinosaurs like me, I suppose, will be a little bit happier because... I look at how often people interact with me, and it is if it's younger people, they almost always contact me via WhatsApp. If it's a radio or TV station who wants to ask me to do an interview, and it's a young producer, it's through WhatsApp. And that's, that's an interesting way of understanding how people use technology.
1: Very definitely. I, I think that if you look, especially at the, at the younger generation, the form factor that they prefer... Would be their smartphone, and so therefore, it just makes sense <laughs> that things are converging around that cell phone identifiers for payment, etc. In in fact, I would say, you know, that a large part of their lives actually play out in front of them on on their cell phones. It's by far and away their preferred way yes. of interacting with each other and with the world. I mean, it's a profound
0: thing to think about because. If you grew up in the age of television, you're used to looking at a 16 by 9 horizontal screen. If you grew up in the smartphone age, you're used to looking at that form factor vertical at at Instagram or TikTok. You know, TikTok was the most downloaded app in the world last year again, you Mm. know, and it's regularly got over a billion people looking at it of a certain age. And that is the interaction they're expecting from technology. Quite. If you're a bank and you want to speak to that audience, you've got to talk to them in that language. Very, very certainly. I'm so glad it's you and not me, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Although you've been around. I mean, we were reminiscing beforehand. We first met 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when, when you were launching Mobile Banking. And back then, I thought that was pretty amazing. You know, the fact that you could bank from your phone was revolutionary. And it was a future phone. No, absolutely. (laughs) It wasn't a smartphone.
1: NetBank was was early in in that revolution as well. And uh, I think, you know, during the merger years, we, we fell behind the back a little bit. But I'm pleased to say that, you know, if you look at us today we are are really pushing the boundaries from a digital transformation perspective.
0: True, I mean, you are the only of the big banks who's launched a super app, which does seem to be a rather large trend
1: in the world, if you ask <laughs> WeChat. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, we've seen for some years that people are actually killing some of the apps on, on their phones. And so therefore, you know, the ability to... To have lots of things in one super app is clearly more convenient for for clients. Absolutely. And it does offer a bit of value inside of it, doesn't it? No, definitely. The other thing that that we have had to grapple with uh, very definitely is is the fact that, you know, when you look at, at banking and people's preferences, you don't wake up in the morning saying to yourself, I need a home loan. Yes. Your primary need is a home or your primary need is a car or your primary need is a, is a large screen TV or education, whatever you like. And so we quickly realized that if we wanted to maintain dominance in the industry, we actually had to expand our boundaries to beyond banking. Ie, you know, you want to form part and parcel of the of the of the client's lives. You want to yes. offer all of those services and products, and then you know, in a in a seamless fashion, bolt the, the banking products onto that, and, and, and hence our foray into the super app world of, of ever. And luckily, there was a there was a highly nutritious superfood of
0: of the same caliber as your
1: brand. <laughs> look you know i won't make a secret of the fact that i'm a, a big apple fan and so certainly you know when we thought about the branding we, we were
0: It yes, w- worked for jeff bezos he called amazon amazon in the age of of alphabetical lists for search engines you know oh. yahoo's he just named it because he wanted to be the top of the of the the alphas. I don't know if you've ever looked in the yellow pages. If you're looking for a locksmith, they all A-A-A-A-A-A. a AAA, a one plus AAA locksmiths. <laughs> <laughs> they appear at the top yeah. of the list. No, so,
1: so certainly those two issues would have featured in our deliberations about brand at the time. Fred, let's just look at the, the kind of broader industry.
0: I mean, we do live on our smartphones, and it, and it, it changes the way we interact with each other. The way we interact with services, but it's 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 quite profound what you can get done by yourself. I mean, I I kind of realised I am I almost never speak to my banker or my bank manager. Or, or, you know, I, I I do almost everything myself, and and for our business, our accountant loads it, we release it. My partner and I, it's it's truly remarkable. It, it, it's this entangled so many different parts of of what were once huge industries, you know, like cloud-based accounting software, you don't have to be an accountant to understand it or use it or know all those funny words they use. Where, where are we going to see this march of of automation, for want of a better way of, of, of saying it? Uh, you know, now we have the the profound capabilities of, of generative artificial intelligence, generative AI, chatbots like no. ChatGPT, what kind of impact do you think that's going to have on the banking industry in the, in the next year, and
1: the next five years? Look, I mean, that's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting point of view. I always say to my, peop, my people and everybody that cares to listen to me is that, you know, where this will take us is as broad as your as your imagination. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly technology has shown us that it has the capability of disrupting a wide range of, of industries. And, and I think, you know, the people that will succeed at this are those that focus in on where people's, where people's choices and their preferences go. Right, it really is important now, more important than ever, to understand um, client preference and and where you know where these where these needs and wants will go into the future. You know, so if if you ask me about artificial intelligence, by the way, I think yeah, it is developing at breakneck speed. I you know when. When these kinds of pieces of information started yeah. breaking in December, we had yeah. no idea where we'd be a quarter later. And if, if I had to say to you with, you know, with, with any knowledge of forethought that I even knew where we'd be at the end of the year, I'd be a liar. All I can say to you is that, you know, we are running hard yeah. to, to understand how these types of technologies will change banking um, I mean I think every industry is doing that
0: I'm yeah. speaking to journalists who are mm-hmm. saying we're running headlines through ChatGPT to see if we can improve them and mm-hmm. I and they say it to me and sheepishly and I go well done mm-hmm. you should be because if you're not doing it your competitors doing it if there's there's a new technology skill set out there I mean, there was once, once a time where the, the skill set was SEO, you know, search yeah. engine optimization. Mm. Will that even be relevant anymore? So, so I, I was struck listening to the way you were talking, Fred, and I was going to say, I mean, if I close my eyes and you weren't knew you weren't a banker, what you were talking about more than anything else is it's psychology. It's human nature. And that's perhaps the thing that we have that, Generative AI, or you know, machine learning—some people are still calling it. It depends what, how much of a purist you are. It's the thing we have as humans that that a machine can't. Sure, it can process a lot of data, yeah. can beat you at chess faster, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it's this human touch, right? That will be the thing that will set us apart one day when the robots take over digital automation in the same way in the 19th century, mechanical tools took over physical
1: automation. Absolutely. What you are bringing up is, is also the limitations of of what what AI has. You know, we've seen that if AI is left unchecked, yeah. it can become biased. It can't explain to you how it reaches an, an answer. And so I think you've, you, you've really touched on a very important point, which is, you know, technology and you know that human touch or human yeah. psychology to me is is the is the
0: secret source. It's interesting because I was studying a couple of things at Varsity: English literature, which was always my first love, journalism because I was inspired by the great John Brett Cohen, um, and psychology. And I gave up psychology, and, and I was doing philosophy as well. So I gave up psychology, and I carried on with with the three. And my father said to me, but. You can get a job with psychology. And I said to him at the time, you'll understand more about human nature from literature than you will from psychology. And I I still fundamentally believe that. Maybe, you know, I'm a professional writer. I'm not a novelist. I'm a non-fiction writer. Maybe I'm being defensive of, of my chosen career. But I really believe that. Like, I... I come from a very arty family. My my father loved galleries and dragged me. There was no Saturday of my life that my family ever watched sport. (laughs) 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 Saturdays were art galleries and and exhibition openings. So so I understand the profound nature of art and how art is some deep thing in our culture that we're not aware of. and, And it's something that computers can't do, sure. They can make, you know, pictures of the Pope wearing white puffer jackets. I I didn't, I'd never heard of this brand before, Fred. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I tried to pronounce it the other day and I called it a hotel group, so I won't even try. But So, so it's, it's fascinating because at the end of the day, what are banks going to be competing? Because the technology is there; anyone can build it if they know how. Yeah. It, you know, what is it that you're going to sell me that I can't get from another bank hosting on on in the
1: cloud? Uh, well, I do think you've touched on it. It's psychology, so it's I think profound convenience, right? Oh, that's uh, a good phrase: profound yeah. convenience. Because, again, you know, let me remind you what I said earlier. So banking products are not primary needs. They yes. are secondary needs. But they are still needed, right? I yes. mean, people do need finance. They do need large screen TVs, <laughs> etc. But that's not their primary need. So getting it and getting it financed or funded in a convenient fashion or getting access to products in a convenient fashion, I think is is what I call profound convenience. And, and, it's and a great and, phrase. You know, and if you think about it, life has become hectically complicated, yeah. right? So I do think people are looking for things that will simplify their their lives and simplify getting access to their to their primary needs. I mean, I think
0: of one of the propositions that was was around, around the time you and I would have first met 20, 25 years ago, and it was the whole idea of unified messaging. That <laughs> was basically like a BlackBerry inbox, right? Like, yeah. like BlackBerry nailed this before anyone else did. All your text messages, your BBMs, your emails, your tweets, even Facebook messages in the early days, all came into one place, right? Correct. I mean, the convenience of that. and I, And I think about, how banking apps have become that. Like my, that, I, I go into the app. I almost never go to the website. I, I have become a mobile-based self-service banker,
1: you know. Absolutely. Um, and I think what really pleases me is that that's happened to business people as yeah. well, right? Um, I I was very fortunate recently to attend the, the NetBank Golf, and so I interacted with some top businessmen there and i mean it was really pleasing for me to get compliments from them to say to me hey french remember how complicated things were a very short while ago today i was able to like sign off on the the salaries that my cfo had captured back at the office right so it allows me the freedom to do what i like and yet my business is running to to watch more golf
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know Mike Brown's listening. No, no, Mike the TV's been off the whole time we haven't. Um So, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just it is remarkable if we think where we've come from in twenty years, where mobile banking on a feature phone was breakthrough. Where will we right. be in two years? Where will we be in ten years? That must be that
1: must be a reason to get out of bed in the morning, Fred. Look, it absolutely is, and I think just the whole technology environment has has become so hectically interesting because it changes so fast that it's it's made us really humble as well. Because you know, your experience yeah. from twenty years ago doesn't contribute much to your 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 prowess in in future. So well, as my wife often says, if you haven't done
0: that sport for twenty years. You can't claim when I used to do karate, <laughs> but I do have a I do have a, a, a point of pride, Fred. And I suppose this is a good place to end. My uh, my my genius best friend from from our childhood ended up working on on this brand new internet project, the first internet banking in South Africa, NetBank. Yes, and I was a NetBank customer, and he got me onto the trial and didn't tell anyone I was a journalist. So I know that I was amongst the first 50 people to use internet banking in the country. So thank you, Fred. No, thank I know you. That that's was great kind of,
1: Great to hear that. Yeah, and I,
0: and, I, and I, from the moment I used it, it just made total sense. And you, you were talking earlier about what does a modern bank look like? And I suppose that is, that's like, like we, you know, I'm so chuffed with where we've got to and what I could do now on that I don't have to get to the bank before you know 11 o'clock on a saturday morning (laughs) i remember rushing with my mother when i was a kid she like it's the only time she had to do it and and you know i think what we have now is impressive but no one has added you know any of the generative ai stuff nor have we encapsulated the next wave of pass keys and other security things that are going to come along? Will we ever actually be issued credit cards? I don't know.
1: Uh, look, I think uh, you know the form factor of credit cards has seen it, it is will soon see its demise. Yeah. right? I, I do think the credit card companies will still exist. I mean, it's a it's that a payment I agree. rail. Yeah. yeah. But but I do think as a form factor, you know, it, it certainly has, has has seen its end, um, and 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 just all the new capabilities and payment rails that are available, that are more convenient and cheaper, I think will will attract massive volumes, and in fact I think will eliminate uh, a large portion of what is still a, a very um, high Cash use society. Yeah. yeah, PayShap is such a great idea. Mm.
0: Like, I can just imagine. Like during COVID, I really struggled to tip people because I just didn't carry cash. Mm. So I got all the people, the guys who make coffee at Furnos and the guys in the car park. I got all of their phone numbers and I send them a tra- a, a, a pay thing. But it's a it's a painful process. Yeah, if I can just send it to. A, their number, which I already have. Hallelujah.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
0: I mean, uh, the That's amount of payments I think that will enable from people with bank accounts to people without bank accounts is,
1: is like the, 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 the iceberg of this thing. Very, very definitely the case. But again, you know, it all links to, to that, uh, that convenience factor that yes. I mentioned before. Well,
0: Fred Swanepoel, thank you for a fascinating conversation. Group Chief Technology Officer for a little tiny bank you probably heard of called Nedbank. <laughs> so much has changed since we saw each other 20 years ago. My name is Toby Shapshack. You have been listening to T2S2. Please like us wherever you get your podcast. It really does help. And please do subscribe. You can read more on stuff.co.za. Sally Hudson is our executive producer. Hans Baumgarten is
1: our director of audio and thanks for listening.